I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News Radio, and we're spending a few moments with Cy Robertson, who those of you who watch Duck Dynasty might know him better as Uncle Cy, who's as famous as a Kardashian these days. <laughs> Cy, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. That's one of the things right away in your new book that uh, you mentioned, that you're uh, right up there with the Kardashians and Charlie Sheen. How does it feel? Uh, pretty wild. <laughs> you know, God, God's taken the Robertson family on to put it. Pretty wild ride. The book is Sirenity, How I Stay Calm and Keep the Faith. This is your second book. Yep. You had psychology out before. It's done very well. How is it when you're writing? What does it feel like to, to, to sit down and try to put these things on paper? It was actually a lot of hard work. Uh, you know, had a lot of people involved that helped me with it. One of them sitting over here in the booth with us as we speak. He's what I call my handler. He's supposed to keep me out of trouble when we're out in the world. <laughs> Does it work? Yeah. Well, I, you know, he can only do so much. <laughs> well, you know, obviously you're known uh, on the show saying wild things. And one of the things I thought was interesting in the book is you went through your language. Hey. Yeah, no, they, that was funny because somebody asked, well, where did hey actually originate from? And we all got around and was at a table eating our dinner and we all got to discussing it, and we don't know when, when it when it started. You it know, just happened. It just happened, and we never can pinpoint, you know, when it happened. A lot of the sentences, there are even there's even a chapter in here that starts with "Hey." You know, uh, like I said, I don't even know when it began. Okay, <laughs> but you know, like I was t- explaining in the book, "Hey" can mean a lot of things. You kind of got to get used to me to actually make any sense out of it sometimes. Because a lot of times people say, hey, just to get someone's attention. Yeah. But not no. for you. It could be sometimes, all- no. Yeah. If I say it two or three times in a, in, in a quick, you know, hey, hurry up and finish whatever you're talking about because it's not that important. Jack. <laughs> Have you been calling people Jack forever? Well, I actually run up over when I actually meet somebody. I said, look, I've been talking about you for years. I'm, I'm finally glad to really meet you, especially <laughs> especially when it's kids. I always like clowning around with them. I have a son named Jack, so, yeah. yeah. So, no, I've met a lot of kids, and when I, I said, hey, you're the one I've been talking about all this time. <laughs> what about it? That's yeah. another one of your— That's another one, like, you know, you know, what have you been up to do? What are you doing today? So that's yeah. how you say, how are you? Yeah, it's just, you know, it's a greeting. All right, and then there was— um. Naw, naw? What is that? Well, that, that just means a lot of things. No, no means, hey, you've piqued my interest, okay? Continue on with what you're talking about right now. All right, so it's not no. Yeah, and it's not no. It's, hey, no, no. All right, you got me interested. I right, to continue. All right, and then um, the other thing that I thought that I have to ask about is, and I don't see it with you, by the way. I'm right. a little disappointed. I was, no, I was empty, okay? Look, that's the only bad thing about flying commercial. We're talking about the teacup here. Yeah. I can't I can't bring my jug of iced tea with me. Right. Flying commercial. You can't bring liquid. You know, you can't bring liquid. You know, yeah. They're scared of liquid, so I you know, it's for safety reasons. And I, I understand. Don't, I don't understand. I'm reading in this book here. Two gallons? You drink two gallons of well, iced tea? I, I drink two gallons a day or you know, till I go to bed anywhere between ten and twelve o'clock at night. How how? How do you drink two gallons of it? No, no, my wife was worried about that because she told me she said, Look, you're fixing to have your physical, annual physical, and uh-huh. when was in the military. She said, I want you to specifically ask that doctor about all this tea you're drinking. And? So I did. And he said, well, Mr. Robinson, I ain't got but one question to ask you. He said, do you go to the bathroom a lot? And I said, matter of fact, I go quite frequently. I would imagine you know, so. Anybody that drinks two <laughs> gallons of tea a day, yeah. You know, but if what was neat, we was on the Dr. Oz show here, and uh, he asked the question, 
uh, who who thinks you've got the the healthiest liver? Mm. You know, and it was all the whole family there. And Jessica, she's the youngest. She raised up Jeff's wife. Said I I do because I'm the youngest. And he <laughs> said wrong answer. He said he does. He pointed to me. She said that old fart. And I said <laughs> yeah. He said well, he's got the healthiest liver because he drinks two gallons of tea a day, and and tea's got a bunch of enzymes in it. That is good for the heart and the liver, and it's just so it's tea. actually it's actually healthy. Just tea, not nothing in it. No, just straight tea. And, and that's one of the other questions people talk about. Hey, what's the proof of that tea you're drinking? <laughs> and I said, look, it's no alcohol. It's not an alcoholic beverage. Okay, it's just straight unsweet tea. Yeah, because once in a while, if you might slip up slurring a word on the show, they might no. say, "Hey, well, what's in that?" No, no, yeah, because I always do that. All right, me and Kay are famous for uh, butchering words. <laughs> You know, especially since her husband is an English teacher. Okay. Okay, so he's pretty, he's pretty, you know, down on me and Kay about our English. The show has been going on now, what, 10 seasons? 10 seasons, yep. And so how has that been for you? When when you started doing this, what did you even think when you, you all sat down on a set? No, I keep telling people, especially when I'm out at events, I said, look, there may be somebody in the audience that don't believe in God, I said, y'all need to look at the show Duck Dynasty and look look what God's got to work with and look what he's done with it. Because <clears throat> it, it, it's truly amazing. It's a truly rag-to-riches story. Okay? We grew up dirt poor. Okay? And Mom and Dad had seven kids. Okay? And he was a he worked in an oil field, which ain't no big money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless you're, unless you're, you're yeah, oil. Unless, unless you own the <laughs> right. oil, you know, right? Then it's big money. But it's those that get it out of the ground, no, they don't make a whole lot of money. But anyway, Daddy raised seven kids. Mama, you know, she raised us. We didn't even know we was poor. Okay, we had the love of family and the love of God. So, you know, I really consider ourselves we was billionaires. Okay, because we had love of family, love of God. That's all we needed. And now, and look, it's still it's still that way today. And you feel like you're all the same. You think anybody's changed with no, this becoming look, stars? Uh, Phil's oldest son Al, which preacher, he uh, he actually come up. You know, when it first before it even run, he said he called a family meeting. You know, and we all got together. And he said, "Hey, look, I, I'm just saying this in advance." He said, "What if this show takes off and becomes a big hit?" And then we're all going to have better money. We're going to have more opportunities to get into anything you want to get into. He said, so the evil one may come after us, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, and one of the cameramen on this, the production crew that filmed us, we heard him over saying it one time, talking about, I sure, you know, I sure love the Robertsons. They said they, they're such a neat family. I, I more hate to see what it does to them when, when they get famous. And Well, see, he didn't understand, right. okay. We come into this as a family, and we will go out of it as a family. That's why when Phil so-called got in trouble. Right, right, right. Okay. Suspended for a few days yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Everybody just said, well, hey, if if he's not in it, then none of the rest of us are in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was the, pretty quick. It blew over yeah, pretty fast. Yeah, because yeah, this, this started as a family, okay, you know, and so, you know, it's going to end as a family. Plus, it just... This uh, whole thing was, if you ask any of the Robertson family who's responsible for it, they'll all say to the to the lady or to the man, okay, it's God Almighty is behind all this. Because look, I look in the mirror every morning, okay, and I look at it, and every time I, I think about it, I bust out laughing because 
okay? God took this and made it a TV celebrity. You don't look like a Kardashian. Yeah, no, no. And look, the first time, look, the first time a big, long, white limo pulled up, mm-hmm. you know, me and Kay and Phil were at their house, and it's coming, and we all three bust out laughing, and then we're looking at each other, <laughs> and someone, well, what's so funny? And we all said, that stupid thing's coming to get us. <laughs> You were, yeah, which, you were probably more comfortable in the monster truck that I saw you yeah, a picture oh, no, of you in in the book. No, I had more fun. And look, my buddy, my handler, I scared him to death because, look, I wasn't supposed to do any event. I was just supposed to drive it out, get out of it, take my helmet off, and mm-hmm. wave to the crowd. Well, one of the guys that worked for the guy that owned the monster truck, he said, oh, by the way, what did the boss tell you? And I said, oh, he told me just to drive it down here close to these crushed cars y'all got in the line that everybody else jumped. Right. He said, and then get out, you know, take your helmet off and wave to the crowd. He said, oh, Robertson, you don't need to do that. He said, you need to jump something. Come on. You know, and I said, really? I said, so, okay. I said, well, let's do this then. I'll jump it. So we had had a meeting saying what, how we was going to do it. Now I called them all back and said, guys, wait a minute. Change the plans. I'm going out first because I'm going to jump them five cars. So Phillips is in the stands, him and my nephew. And when I come driving out, they said, he's changed drivers. That ain't him. And then when I made the jump, he comes running out of the stands over, have you lost your mind? And I said, what? So he takes his camera, he took a picture of me, you know, jumping. Mm-hmm. And he said, look how high you are. Have you? Are you insane? And I said, Philip, you got to understand. I said, guess how many horsepower this monster truck's got? He said, what? I said, 1,500. I said, I had to see what the baby would do. <laughs> was it good? But look, it was the best stone of the night. <laughs> you know, so the guy that owned the monster truck when we got ready to leave, he said, hey, Robertson. I said, what? He said, look, when Duck Dynasty goes down, you know, and it's no longer, he said, you can work for me driving one of my monster trucks. <laughs> so, look, I've got a job. you got a job. i got You're a job set. anytime. We're spending a few moments with Cy Robertson of Duck Dynasty fame, Uncle Cy, Cyrenity, How I Stay Calm and Keep the Faith is his new book just out. You mentioned what you're going to do when you're done being a reality TV star. One of the things actually in the book you talk about that you'd like to do is Play music, make music, maybe no, make a record, I've, I've and go got, back to the Grand Ole Opera. You were on the stage. No, no, that's another part, amazing thing on this, okay? There's people that's been in the music industry, okay, that have been on the road for 20 years doing it. Yeah. They would die to be on the Grand sure. Ole Opera. But you look, got to do I've it. Already, I've already been on it twice. Twice. Okay, thank, and you got to look, you got to think about that, okay? Because I, I do. You know, this has got to be divine intervention. Okay, because I'm not, I'm not a great singer, okay? Like in church, that's where all my singing started, okay? And you're just learning to play the guitar. Oh, no, yeah, and I ain't learned yet. you talking about, I always said people that make music, it's a gift, God-given gift. I agree, yeah. And, and now that I'm trying to learn, oh, yes, yeah, I was right when I said it's a God-given gift. Yeah, okay, I tried it too, it, and it didn't come. Oh, no, <laughs> it I'm was still difficult. struggling with it, you know, yeah. and I'm, I'm getting word that, I'm gonna get with a teacher. He's going he's actually he said, Oh, I'd make you make music. I said, Well, that's all I wanna do. And really all as long as I can play a couple of songs, I'll be just ecstatic. Okay, but that's you know, I, we made an episode on Duck's Dynasty about me getting into the music industry. They thought it was a joke when we done mm-hmm. it. Okay, but this is not a joke with me. Me and my daughter in law, okay, are gonna try to get in the music industry. Okay. She's got a good voice. Okay. I can sing that decent, I guess. But she's got a good voice. So she's already, right now, we're making a CD for her, you know, 
to, you know, show her her uh, career, get her career started, and I'm going to try to make me one to help me get mine started. Well, that sounds fantastic, and I wish you luck with that because I know it's so difficult. It is. Oh, no, no. Yeah, and look, <laughs> that's the funny thing because I had told her because I've seen plenty of people that, oh, my goodness, there's thousands of people out there that's got yeah. unreal voices, but they don't make it. It's so hard. Yeah, it's, to, it's, just, a, it's a grueling business. It really is. One of the things in the show that people never see your family, not brothers yeah, and sisters, yeah. I mean, my, I'm talking my about wife, your wife. Yeah. And, and, and you talk about her in the book, and uh, I, I found it very interesting. I know the town where you got married in 1971 yep. in Berlin, yep. Massachusetts. Yep. It's yep. Not, not much of a town. Nope. Uh, you were stationed in the Army over at Devons, which isn't yep. a base anymore. Yep. Uh, and you put a cigar band around her ring? No, no, look, I didn't, I didn't buy her a ring. You know, and a buddy of mine smoked cigars. So, look, it took me like, you know, six, eight hours to convince her to marry me. <laughs> okay, because, look, she had been diagnosed with a medical condition where doctors, she had went to all the experts, you know, and they had said, you'll never have a child of your own. Well, she knew she had seen me with kids, and she said, nope, I'm not going to marry you because you love kids, and I can't give you one of your own. So, look, I had to argue with this woman for like six to eight hours. <laughs> You know, to finally to you were con- persistent. Yeah, to convince her that hey, don't worry about it. You know, I know somebody, and she said, "What do you mean I know somebody? All the experts have said I'll never have a child." I said, "Yeah, but I, I don't, you know, nothing against doctors, but I know somebody higher than doctors." And I was talking about God. You know, I said, "Look, if we're mean to, meant to have children, we'll have them." Well, we have. I have a son and a daughter, and they both got married and gave me four grandsons apiece. So. There's 10, 10 babies that should not be here. And okay. she has no interest in being on this show? No, because like when people ask me, well, what, why ain't your wife on the show? And I said, well, she's got better sense than all the rest of us. <laughs> but her truth is her health wouldn't let her because mm-hmm. sometimes we see them 14 hours a day. You know? So it's, it's grueling. You know? And so. you, of course, spent a long time in the military, Vietnam. You talk about that on the show yep. all the time. Yep. The teacup, of course, comes from yep. that care package, yep. right, from Vietnam. Yep. Your yep. son served also. No, no, and he's got uh, PS, uh, the traumatic stress syndrome, post-traumatic stress syndrome, okay, for, because of what he went through. And, and, you know, and I didn't even think about it till he had one of his episodes one day, and I went over there to help his wife get him in, in the house because he had just, I mean, might near just, he might near passed out. And uh, we got talking about later, and I, you know, and he said, "Dad, I got thirty six months of that in my head, hmm. you know." And I didn't think about it. In Vietnam, you never had that. Well, I, I may have had it, but you know, you just that's one of the things you just go, you know, you go on with life. Okay. But I, I look at, you know, some of our soldiers, okay, that have served, have got seven and ten tours in either Afghanistan or Iraq. Now, think about that. Huh. Ten years of your life I you know, can't, in a I can't, war zone. Where, I, can't, I can't even fathom you know, it Because that's in their head, and they can't get rid of it. Yeah. You know, and depending on how bad of stuff they went through and seen, you know, no Is, wonder they have so much trouble. And that's one of the things of America, I call it a black eye. We've got to do better for our returning heroes that have went off to war. We sent them for crying out loud. We've got to do a better job when they come back home of taking care of them. Do you want to get into politics yeah. at all? Well, no. No, no. no. Yeah, uh, my hat's off to people that are in it, okay? Because mm-hmm. that's one of them things that, you know, you're, that's that's a thing. I, I look at that. That's God, okay, that make people go into politics, okay? It's just, 
Because, I mean, I wouldn't go. I, I couldn't. Number one, I couldn't do it, okay, because I would say stuff that would get me in trouble all the time. Donald Trump does it every day. Well, no, no, well, I'm just saying. Right. I would, you know, and people need to need to realize something about that. Your life is under scrutiny all the time. We're human beings. Well, sure, we're going to say something that may not be uh, may not be right with you. You know, your view is something else. But I mean, think about it. How would you like to have your life under a microscope where everybody was watching you every second of your life? You know, so now, nah. yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, being a politician is a is a tough life. And one thing you say too is, despite your age. I thought this was uh, interesting in the book. You love birthdays. You love to celebrate your birthday still. Yep. And that you are, you just still watch SpongeBob and Scooby-Doo. No, no, look. Everybody takes, you know. My you son know, I, loves Scooby-Doo. Well, I've way. told people, okay, because I tell you, I, I love to do it with kids. I said, look, look at me and tell me what you see. And they say, well, we see old 68-year-old dude, white beard, you know. I said, you're not looking deep enough. I said, look deep in my eyes. I said, can't you see the 10-year-old kid inside of me screaming to get out of this old body? Yeah. So it's always, and I, I refuse to grow up. Adults are boring. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I know. I'm serious. I Adults, work with them all day. Yeah. Adults are boring and that, you know, hey, I want to have fun, okay? You know, you can work, okay, and be serious, but you can work and be serious and have fun with it. Well, I'm going to have fun with it. And you have a hot tub now to... Enjoy life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which so, is the more you know, kids don't get into the hot tub too much. Yeah, yeah. But have, the book, you know, have fun. You know, that's why when people ask me what what words of advice you got, I said number one, I don't take self, yourself too seriously. Okay, learn to laugh at yourself when you do something stupid. I said because we all do things stupid. You know, we look up and say, what in the world was I thinking? That's so dumb. In fact, in your book, you talk about in the in your marriage that people are going to do dumb things. You're going to be selfish, but you have to learn to say you're sorry. Yeah, yeah. You just you know because hey, then you just say okay, I'm sorry. I you know I shouldn't have said that because like my military career, you know, my wife, I'd come home in the colonel and have a big argument. He'd throw me out of his office. I'd come home and tell her about it, and she said, "Why do you do that?" She said, it's, it's only going to hurt yourself. I said, yeah, but at least the man knows where I stand on that issue. And I said, you know, my mother and father raised me from infancy that honesty was the best policy. Well, sometimes I can be too honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have said it another way and it may not hurt somebody's feelings. Be more diplomatic. Yeah, be, you know, but I'm not a diplomat. Okay, I was raised, honesty is the best policy, you know, so when you ask me a question, I always told them in my military career, look, don't ask me the question if you're not ready for the answer. You know, because I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. You know, if you're my, especially if you're my boss, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for you. I'm going to tell you like it is. Hey, you screwed up. You know, I can't help you if you are a one star. You made a bad decision. You know, and look, that got me in more trouble in my military <laughs> career, if I'd have just said, yes, sir, no problem. You'd be a general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've had people say, what was you, Robertson, a general? And I said, no, I was just a sergeant. Yeah. The and, book- I mean, they, they tried to get me to go to officer, and I just, I, nope, no, nope, I'll stay with the NCO. I can, that way I can get away with a lot more. Well, you've done a lot since. Yep. And we appreciate having you in here. Oh, it's been a blast. I've had, you know, God has taken me on such an amazing 
ride, okay, and my fans are the most amazing people. I've, I've actually been in towns and people said, okay, where are you staying? I said, well, we got to get us a hotel. Oh, no, no, you ain't going to do that. Come stay home, you know, at my house. And I actually go and just, we have a blast, okay? And I had some guys tell me, good grief, you, you sure are uh, adventurous. I said, oh, no, look, the fans have made me, gave me a better life, okay? They've made me the star that I am. So, but they, I mean, I, I've met some fabulous people. I really have. Well, the book is Sirenity, How I Stay Calm and Keep the Faith from Cy Roberts and Uncle Cy from Dunk Dynasty, and we thank you very much. It's been my pleasure. We've just spent a few moments with Cy Robertson. I'm Dave Anthony. This is Fox News Radio. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to Fox News Podcast shows ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or follow wherever you get your podcasts.